Wow, you guys, New York was super awesome. Thank you, everybody who came out. That episode of the Samuel L. Jackson tribute will be available next week. In the meantime, we have this awesome episode about a discovery of witches, our number one suggestion getter on the suggestion getting machine. Read this with a slash suggest. Uh, so it does work, you guys. All you need is to possibly rig the system. I'm not sure how this happened, but it came from behind. Also, I just want to thank everybody who we met in New York that was super awesome uh, from our rival bad movie shows uh adam spiegelman of proudly resents also we met andrew from we hate movies uh thanks andrea thanks uh super fan andrea thanks for coming out and uh and aaron with the awesome ninja turtle shirt good to meet you as well so thanks everybody who we chatted with Uh, if i forgot to mention your name i apologize but we just had a great time we loved it it was really cool to see all of you can't wait to do it again sometime now enjoy a discovery of witches Good morning, Meet Suits and Meet Dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television. This is episode number 176. We've now done as many episodes as the maximum speed of a Chococo bird in the Final Fantasy series. What? I don't know. It's pretty fast. I've never played it. Wait, wait, Chocobo? Chocobo, that's the one. What did I say? Uh, Chococo. That's like the chocolate version. Yeah. Ah, yeah. That's the chocolate version children receive for Christmas that... And then Is it away. faster, the chocolate version? Uh, the chocolate I version imagine. starts faster, but in reality really slows you down over the long haul. <laughs> you just feel... Uh, sorry, I, I ate three chocolate birds. I can't <laughs> record a podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta sleep off my sugar high. Uh, speaking of things that seem fast at the beginning and really slow down, this week we're talking about Discovery of Witches Oof. by Deborah Harkness. Uh, this is what would happen uh, if you slammed together the physics book of Deliverance Dane with Twilight, and they had not really a love child so much as a hate child. <laughs> uh, and then also, um, I don't know, like, uh, the third act of Pretty Woman. Put that in there also. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this was also, uh, this was the most popular suggestion on our suggestion getting form. Uh, read dashweep.com slash suggest where you can suggest topics for us to read or vote on them. Uh, also, I think this would be very... I mean, I wouldn't recommend our librarians read it, but they might be glad they were reading yet another book where the clim- several climactic scenes are set in an ancient library. Yeah, any historian people. Yeah, this is people an, an, another book written by a historian where the main character is a historian, but actual interesting things happen to them. Like, I think this is what all historians wish would be their lives. Yeah, and th- this is what it would take for a historian to have an interesting life. One day you have I was to also be a witch. Pouring over a manuscript when a vampire showed up. This episode is sponsored, as always, by audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep. Go to that address, sign up for a free trial, and you can get an audiobook for free and support our show. You get to keep both of those even if you cancel your subscription. You could use it for a discovery of rich uh, a discovery of witches, or you could use it for one of the three books that we've just mentioned that it's entirely based on. Or you could use it to find an ancient manuscript. Spooky <laughs> powers. Don't.
If you want to sponsor a topic, you can uh, get us to read or watch anything under the sun just for a small fee, and you get to choose the guest in the segment, and you get a free Space Shark t-shirt uh, while supplies last. So go to readnetsweep.com slash sponsor if you want to do that. Let me introduce you to your panel today. I'm your host. My name is Alex Falcone uh, on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone, and here are some of my terrific friends in San Francisco, California. It's Ezra Fox. I'm a dick vampire. You may remember me from other books as... Twilight and um, Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you might also recognize me from young girls' opinions of what a nice boyfriend would be like. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh, and I'm British. No, you're 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 French. Uh, his accent's British, right? Like, I'm not crazy. That's what British a British French. accent sounds like. I'm not. No, he's way French. Well, he changes. He goes back and forth. Yeah, he's more French sometimes. It's like when he gets angry or sexy or tired yeah. <laughs> or has a stroke. And so every time he sounds French, you have to guess which one of those is going on. That's, that's what it is. It's like <laughs> British in the streets, but French in the sheets. Oh, man. That isn't, is that, isn't that the ideal, fantasy. right? Yeah. That's so the ideal. Also joining us today, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris Smith. Hi there, everybody. I'm a little black kitty cat who hates everybody except for Ezra. <laughs> are, are you a tabby cat named Tabitha? No, uh, I thought it was a black cat named Tabitha. Oh, that then I hate that name. Oh. <laughs> Damn it. But I live in a witch house. <laughs> witch house. Witch house gets my MVP vote. Oh, I love witch house. Definitely. I figured. Yeah. Wait, witch house? <laughs> Who's on first? Uh, yeah. No, uh, the witch. We'll talk about the witch house in a second. Also, joining us today, you may remember her from episode number 137, Titanic, uh, where, which had some similar themes. And she also talked to the author of the book we just made fun of a minute ago. Uh, from Queens, New York, it's Lisa the Psychologist. Well, I'm also a witch, and my power is over description. <laughs> really? Tell me about dinner. Wait, don't. <laughs> Use the magic within you. Don't use a spell to over-describe stuff. Oh, man. I'm going to tell you all about a mechanical pencil. So much. So there's witch water, there's witch fire, there's witch wind, and there's also just witch boring. Yeah, witch boring. And it just pours out of her. <laughs> just comes out all of her fingertips and all out of the front of her body. She's become the boring. Let's also not discuss for a minute just how disgusting the phrase witch water is. Not a fan. Oh, man. Not a fan. Uh, all right. So uh, before we talk any more about this book, we should uh, summarize the plot. Chris. Yeah. You're still our summarizer. Freakish Freak, Cold All Stones, all that business. You mm-hmm. can do it today in the style of a Scottish demon. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I'm afraid I can't do a Scottish. All right. But... I will accept a French mother. <laughs> you could just uh, summarize in Occitan. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Occitan, which we learned from our historian narrator, is the pre-francophone language of the French parts. And when vampires are 1,500 years old, they revert to the old tongue, the old ways. They speak ancient French just to be dicks. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, So here's the deal. Um, Diana Bishop is an American postdoc in teaching, or, or sorry, and she's teaching and doing research on alchemical history at Oxford, in Oxford, England. 
Um, she's also the daughter of a famously powerful family of witches, uh, the bishops. Uh, her parents died violently when she was seven, and she was raised by her witch aunts, sort of like a Peter Parker, Parker thing with a cauldron. Um, but Diana doesn't do much magic anymore, uh, since she wants her work to be valued for its own merits, not for her magical prowess. So she's doing her human-style research, like a schmo, and finds a special <laughs> alchemical book that is mysterious and infused with a lot of magical power. And she doesn't really know what to do with it, because she doesn't want to use her magic-y magic ways. Um, so she just lets it go back into the stacks after she catalogs it or something. But she's in the library when Matthew de Clermont, a vampire, comes into the library. And, and Diana is scared that she might be getting in, in over her head with this whole book thing. Apparently everybody, witches, vampires, and demons, want the book. And Diana's the only person in the world who can access it because of her special magic, making so, her a pretty hot commodity. Just to be clear, there are vampires, demons, and witches, but no other magical creatures are real. They just no. like, uh, But ghosts. There are ghosts. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah, they're yeah, ghosts. Yeah, of the which pantheon. are former witches, demons, whatever. Yeah, but of um, the pantheon I, of magical I, creatures, they've randomly selected those three. I, I honestly, I like some restraint in my books. You well, know? yeah, but the vampires don't have fangs. The demons aren't from hell. And witches aren't, aren't just humans who know how to read yeah, what a cookbook. Are, demons are just badass? Is that what they are? Demons are just, like, they, they like eating a lot of ice cream, and they're hyper. They're you, Chris. Yeah. They're you, <laughs> That's, they're, they're you three. They're good. They have Sudoku powers. <laughs> Very difficult Sudoku, and they're really good at bobbing for apples. Yeah. Have I told <laughs> you how much imagination this author has? Very little. <laughs> Let's get back. Let's get yeah. back to it. Okay, so Matthew, this vampire, he's a very rich and powerful old vampire. So he looks thirty, and he's fifteen hundred years old, and is so handsome and so rich. You guys, he's had some work done though, guys. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, he also studied wolves in Norway for a while. So basically, he behaves like part wolf. So he's vampire plus wolf for the instant it's, it's, young so adult it's, win. It's, it's, right? So it's wild animus also. Yes. Oh God. <laughs> Okay, so Matthew and Diana in Oxford, they go on dinner dates, and they do yoga together with, uh, with all the demons and vampires of this secret magical creature yoga, and uh, they drive around in his fancy car and stuff. And, uh, and during this time, all these other witches and demons and vampire vampires are kind of closing in on Diana because they want her magic uh, and to free up this book or something. And it's getting too dangerous, so Matthew whisks her away to his historical home in France, and she meets his mom Just and her housekeeper. Action was about to happen, so they left the country. So they left the country. That's right, that's right. Um, where instead she meets his mom, who is French, <laughs> and her mom's housekeeper. Uh, and those, those two are also old vampires. And Matthew and Diana are all of a sudden head over heels in love and apparently get married or something. Um, but now the Covenant, the governing body of all the magic-y creatures, uh, wants to kill them because apparently witches and vampires aren't allowed to fall in love. Forbidden love! Um, a witch from the Covenant captures Diana and tortures her, her for a while, and then throws her down an oubliette, which is a, a GRE word for a deep hole. Uh. And uh, apparently, uh, when, she was, when Diana was seven, her parents, these witches, saw all of this happening in a magical future vision. And they locked up all her magic, but they told her children's bedtime stories to help free her magic at just the right time. This is, all, this is one of the most ridiculous plot moments where it's like... She all of a sudden remembers the bedtime story that's like, and then the princess found the third brick from the left, and there was a hidden key, which she turned clockwise, not counterclockwise. 
Yeah. They're so Wait. crazy specific. As a kid, you would be so bored with this story. Oh, my God. Yeah. But anyway. He- <laughs> well, it explains her powers of narration. <laughs> right. I-, I also want to say, guys, that, like, uh, this is kind of ridiculous for, like, old French people because, like, oubliette means forgetting, which means all you have to do in France, like, in the, like, 1800s to forget about someone, just stick them down a hole. Yeah, down a 60-foot no hole. Idea. The I think it's like, fine. They're like squirrels. Yeah. You know, basically, yeah. they buried a lot of people. <laughs> don't know where they are. Their memories are entirely based on what they can see at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Um, so, Diana, because of this children's story she remembered, is able to unlock her magic. She flies up out of the hole uh, into Matthew's waiting arms. And because it's getting so dangerous in France, more what? action's about to happen. So they go to... Diana's home leave the in country. Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh man, shit's setting the fan. Let's leave the country again. <laughs> They're, and They're running away from plot. It's so yeah. infuriating. Oh my god. No, it's uh, it's oof, yeah. Um and so they go to this haunted house with the witches and everything's cute <laughs> and charming. Uh but then the covenant's going to find them there. And there's actually a battle this time. There's a battle with a covenant vampire. And Matthew almost dies because uh, this vampire basically rips out his aorta. Um, and Diana kills the bitch with some witch fire. And it's kind of awesome. And then she saves Matthew from dying with her own blood, which everybody saw coming. And then once they're all kind of uh, healed up again, uh, they realize this book, they got to get this book. And they can't get it in the present because there's too much magic around it. So now they need to go back to the 1590s so, so they're, they, they're afraid too much action will happen so they leave the country and the time that's right and they time travel back to time back to 1590 where they and then the book ends because it's a trilogy <laughs> if you've ever imagined a novella stretched into a trilogy i mean this is this is absolutely filler 99 percent of the time this is yes yeah, 99 percent filler one percent killer <laughs> anyway, that's the book. There is a sequel that came out already, and there's another one set for coming out next year, I think. Of course there is. <sighs> yeah, and there's movie rights already been, just so you guys know, this no! has not left us. <laughs> this is our new this is our new like bane of existence i don't know i mean Words. the thing is you like everything is a trilogy now so like it can't it can't all be our banes of existences i guess they can't all be but this this one hmm. is not we're probably haven't seen the last of the discovery witches but let's uh let's uh. say something nice about it i think this is about time we, we we like to start and end every show with a compliment it's called the compliment sandwich lisa as our guest you have the right to go first or yes. last in this opening compliment which do you prefer um i'll go first Lay it on us. Um, I think that oubliette is an awesome word. That was what I wrote down. And um, (laughs) it's, well, it is. And it's a word that means forgetting. um, But it also means, like, you put someone that you want to forget about into an oubliette. And though she didn't go for the metaphorical, which is way better use of the word, I think, you know, getting out some GRE vocabulary is a good thing. So now everybody knows oubliette. I like the French people because they can make the hole you throw down to people, you throw people down to forget about them. They make that word sound sexy. 
Yeah, it's one of the prettiest words ever. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, it's a hole where you die. Where For we're tossing people we down a 60-foot hole where they're going to break their legs and their backs and slowly die of hunger and dehydration. Like, oublié. Oublié. The New Scent by Michael Kors. All right, Chris, you don't get to go second very often. What's your major compliment? Oh, um, my compliment is actually, and sorry as to steal this, but oh, no. the haunted oh, no. house that the witches ah. live in. And <laughs> specifically, I won't talk about the house because I'll let Ez talk about the house. But I love that the family ghosts of the Bishop family are just hanging out, like the family shrine in the movie Mulan, where the <laughs> go- where the ghosts are just around and like grandmas commenting on what the what the daughter's doing in real life, and like you know some some of them don't approve, and some are like oh just let her live her life. I don't. And I, I mean, just, maybe if I you thought like it was a cute. big family, that sounds fun. To me, that sounds exhausting. Like when oh. I go visit my parents, all of my family that have ever lived are hanging around there too. That's true. That would be so many disapproving people in a house at one time. <laughs> I I think though, I mean, they could summon up a uh, you know a small dragon version of Eddie Murphy to to help out. <laughs> I'm pretty okay with that. As it sounds like you want to talk about it too, so uh, t- tell us more about the house. Major compliment. So, guys, the house is pretty great. Um, it adds a room anytime it knows someone's coming over. Uh, because, I, honestly, the worst part about surprise guests is that you don't have any place to put them and you have to do all this work for cleaning. House takes care of it. Also, house will give you more food if there's more people there. And a bigger salad bowl than you've ever seen, because this is the 30 guests salad bowl, will just appear out of the bo- floorboards. Uh, I mean, I'm not a big fan of house ownership generally because you have to like it's it's your fault when something breaks. Yeah, the you have to be in charge of it. Yeah, but if you have the house as the caretaker of itself, well, and it's also oh, a somewhat reckless caretaker. Like it'll steal things <laughs> from you, and they'll like sometimes the china will disappear for a couple hundred years. The house has and and the house has an attitude. Like the house doesn't like certain guests. It'll like slam all the doors when certain people come over yeah well i, I want some ornery help is what i want you know like i want some you want the help to, to constantly going yeah. <laughs> yes exactly. exactly but like so I, I, don't get me wrong i love the house that's right, right. <laughs> um but it's, it's been said that like there are holes in the floorboards the size of like you know like like somebody could drop their entire leg through because of course this house is always coming up with objects to fling at you from beneath the floorboards <laughs> so like walking around especially like at night if you got to go to the bathroom or something like that's a dangerous place to be i i like this but the house loves you so it wouldn't let you trip or it would let you trip it's yeah, up to the house whatever you whatever it thinks you need at that moment <laughs> this is what I, the thing that one of the things I really love about the Harry Potter series, and the, these, this is the only moment there's any of that feel to the witches here. Is one of the things I like about it is just the ridiculous, unnecessary, random danger that you deal with as a witch. Just like <laughs> like in Harry Potter, it's like the staircases move. You might fall down a <laughs> castle and die because the staircases <laughs> move. The, like the suits of armor want to hurt you. There's the poltergeist. Like there's just a sense of like wacky danger. And yeah, I yeah. love wacky danger. <laughs> uh, all right, so my compliment is uh, well, I'm going to do two mini compliments. First, I want to just add something to the uh, uh, the the long list we have of stupid shit vampires are good at. 
Oh, right. SSVAGA, Svaga, <laughs> as I call it. And uh, yeah, so, as we like to call it always. Yeah, so I want to add something to my Svaga list, uh, and that is they don't need nutcrackers when they want to eat walnuts. They just yeah. have very strong yeah. hands. And it's one of the, it's just like in Twilight where like he cracks the walnuts and she's like, vampires are so impressive. They don't even need nutcrackers. <laughs> you, I honestly, I spent a lot of my income on nutcrackers. <laughs> so this would be a lifesaver for me. I mean, if you lived on a walnut orchard, you would not have to have many nutcrackers. It's not a thing that comes in handy well, you, very often. No, you invest in one good one if you live on sure, an orchard. One but if one. you're like me, you just go through a lot of cheap ones. <laughs> You're always buying clearance nutcrackers and then breaking them with hard nuts. Well, I just go through so many that I figure, like, I can't afford, like, I don't know, maybe maybe I just have harder nuts to crack. All right, and then the other thing uh, in Svaga on this one is apparently vampire blood is made out of Ambien. Oh, yeah, it'll put you right to sleep. Yeah. For no apparent reason. With some of the book. Vampires have blood, which I thought was the whole point of vampires that they didn't. But anyway, they have blood now. And if they want you to sleep through a, like if you've got a long flight and they're worried that you might be a little restless, they'll prick their finger and just dab a bit of blood on your your tongue and you're six hours restful sleep. Yeah, first your tongue will go numb and then you'll just sleep for six hours. Do you guys think that it's more like ambient or more like roofies? Because I got the idea that it was kind of like roofied. (laughs) Like that you could actually like take take her because you're like, how often have you been using the vampire blood? Because I was like, oh. Yeah, so that's true. Well, so really she does her. wake up full of regret. She well, <laughs> no, like, <laughs> she does. when he's medevacking her out of the country to make sure that no more plot happens. Like, it's. <laughs> I mean, I guess it could be like roofies if you used roofies for good. <laughs> roofies for good. The roofies name of your for good. nonprofit. <laughs> it's one of uh, uh, as well as wacky danger. Those are my two favorite morning show DJs. <laughs> <laughs> it's wacky um, danger and more and roofies for good <laughs> i uh honestly i think this is more of a specific case where that he's just very very like like i don't know out of his mind on ambient the whole time and so it's really just that's what his blood is like specifically oh, so he, you know <laughs> his blood oh. is just a diluted version of whatever massive amounts of drugs he's taking it would take a lot to, to, to conk out a vamp, so, yeah. And it doesn't work, right? He doesn't sleep, so he's just, just drinking ambient. He's just inhaling that, <laughs> hoping yeah, to get a short nap at one does. point. That's the weird thing, is, like, vampires, right? Okay, so in this book, they're cold, right? And they they don't have to sleep, which is kind of mm-hmm. consistent. And then mm-hmm. their heart beats, like, once a minute. Because apparently it still beats. They're not the undead, or maybe they are. But they're definitely, and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't run as hot, so we can live for way longer or something like that. But then he's always zipping about at vampire speed. Like, there's never, I mean, he never rests. He never takes just a Saturday, you know? He he does fall asleep for, like, two (laughs) minutes, and that's when she gets kidnapped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Let's get into some uh, hates now. This is our regular anchor segment. Today, we're just going to be giving out some Hateween candy. So, Aww. in any order, what's something you did not like about a discovery of witch as The pace? <laughs> yeah, go, Lisa. Well, no, it's the pace. Like, um, So, you said it did remind you of Harry Potter. It actually made the worst part of Harry Potter. You know the part where they're in the, the woods for, like, 600 pages? <laughs> like, yeah. that moved so much faster than this book. <laughs> I fell asleep so many times pacing. listening to this yeah. and and then i'd wake up and they were still playing billiards 
They played billiards for like maybe four hours. Let me give. Let, you some, they described like, a dinner for like four hours. Let me give you some other. <laughs> let me give you some settings of this book: libraries, yoga, rowing, mm-hmm. wine tasting. <laughs> like this is if you were if you were establishing the least interesting places for a book to take place, and golf on TV was already taken, this would be the list. <laughs> <laughs> Later, we're going to go knitting, oh, and we're going to talk about our knitting for an hour. The, um, the pacing yeah. on this yeah. book might have been something of a problem. I, I feel like it's like, if, this is what I learned. If the idea is like a sure moneymaker enough, like a sure enough moneymaker, you don't have to have a second draft. The first one's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, or in this case, the the first draft of somebody else's book. But like... Why do these authors feel like they have to have real time, like real time writing? Like I don't need every minute yeah, of you sitting. Like I don't. That's not interesting to me. <laughs> I don't need you to describe every corner of your desk and the desk dust on it if that has nothing to do with the plot. And yet, yeah, it's like there's show she, don't tell, but they don't have to show every single thing ever. Yeah, like <laughs> there can be some skipping. I had dinner, and here's everything we talked about, and here's what the food smelled like, and here's what the taste was different like than the smell of here's this particular the part of the meal. Thing about this for me was that the actual plot near the end is so convoluted and <laughs> unclear. What the so there's the secret order of knights that is fighting against this magical collection. Oh yeah, Matthew's the leader of an ancient order of Templar knights that oh, now protect those who can't protect themselves and are insanely wealthy and powerful and control governments. There's a lot of people who can't protect themselves. Yeah. Why is it particularly your girlfriend? Uh, isn't there somewhere out there like there's like I don't know <laughs> street people urchins? Yeah. Are they? Uh, well, your girlfriend is pretty good at grant writing in this case. <laughs> totally right. She's fun. I don't yeah. think she had any debt. Yeah. <laughs> At Oxford, no less. And she had like four books about alchemy. Who does that? Yeah, she yeah. won a prize or something. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, can I tell you the saddest part of this book for me? What? The saddest part of this book for me was about hour 10 and a half. <laughs> of 24 <laughs> hours of audio. Well, so here's the thing. On my <laughs> iPod, it has the numbers on the left side of the dial and then on the right side. And on the left side, it said 10 and a half. And on the right, it said 12 and a half. And so I was like, oh, I only have two hours left. Oh, no. Turns out that was 12 and a half hours remaining. Yeah. There was a very sad day last week where I realized I had 10 extra hours of this nonsense. You know, it's funny that you uh, that you brought up chocobos in your in your intro, Alex. Because (laughs) I I literally was playing a Final Fantasy game while listening to this book. Yeah. Um, because there were some idle video gaming to do, and I just had one headphone in and was barely paying attention. So I blacked out, and then they were in love, and then I blacked out, and then they were in Madison, Wisconsin. Can I tell you the second worst part of saddest part of this book for me? Yeah. To learn that I was what? playing a Final Fantasy About game. 16 hours in, my iPod broke. Oh. Oh, no. So I lost the ability to accelerate it to two times speed and had to listen to the remaining <laughs> five hours plus on in real time. Um, I had a great realization, which is that if I listen to it three times speed and read along on the iPad, like like with the with the with the ebook, um, I can actually process that quickly. Oh, interesting! But you have to be paying attention. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so like I I only have to do only get to do one thing, but like 
like then it gets down to like eight hours of book instead of 24 well, so, oh, i'll so, take my 12 hours of video uh, games over your eight hours of paying attention yeah anyway. <laughs> the thing with the ipod 2x speed though was i was like listening to it going this doesn't sound like it's 2x this is so slow surely this is not 2x <laughs> and then when you have to listen to it on 1x oh my god that is the well slow. i do recommend it for a long long um plane flights because i never sleep on planes this was better than two ambient like honestly i there's this, this guy next to me and two twins good. were crying yeah two t- twins were crying in front of me and then i was like this plane flight is gonna be so long i turned this on and i was in california and it was the best. you were time walking and, and they were still playing they were still playing billiards but, <laughs> but yeah Right. I was time walking. Uh, you saw Lisa, did you say you were grating the whole time? Like like onions and, 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 and cheese? I think she and said grating, potatoes. like papers. Grating, like uh, papers. Although this book was also grating. <laughs> but I'm <laughs> um, All right, more hates? Yeah. Uh, let me... Uh, oh, here's a hate. So let's talk about the smells for a second. Oh, so, hey, that was going to be my hate, too. Apparently Amanda smells like <laughs> clove and cinnamon. And, like, he's really in love with her. But if you had a person that always smelled like cloves, that you would, would be the worst, You would think that they were in right? art school and smoked clove cigarettes, right? That would be super <laughs> gross. Yeah, exactly. That would be gross. Yeah. Right? Because cloves aren't great. Yeah. I mean, it's fine for, like, it's like, it's, it's a sometimes smell, you know? It's not an every time smell. I would not like if people that I, I knew I... smelled like food. That would be disconcerting to me. I would just be hungry all the time. I think she should just eat pumpkin pie and get it over with. <laughs> well, mm. and later uh, she asked what her blood tastes, what they to guess what her blood would taste like. And later, when he chews on some of her blood, he's like, "You taste like honey and hope." <laughs> <laughs> One of these really, things is you... not a taste. But like vampires <laughs> have super finely attuned senses. Maybe yeah, but they not know. hope, Chris. You can't taste hope. <laughs> Who knows? You know, it's a it's... little sweaty. <laughs> It tastes a little sweaty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's bit. the thing about the smells for me is that because vampires have these super senses, you know, witches have magic. They can, like, you know, tell the future. Or they can learn things that aren't physically, you know, apparent. Vampires just get everything out of the physical. So they they can smell, you know, uh, when you're turned on because of pheromones. They can hear your stomach grumbling, you know, or something like that. And once she starts hanging out with Matthew everything has a smell it's like she ceases to describe people and then she says oh the smell of coffee or matthew smelled like this or this person smelled like this nobody in no normal person goes around smelling rooms the way this character does it would be so gross that would be horrible yeah it's like what are you a dog okay yes yes you're all right about that except it'd be very useful to know like to have a partner who knew when i was hungry by like hearing and smelling (laughs) me because like honestly that's totally an issue where like I'll be on the couch for a while, and then, like, no one will tell me that I'm hungry, but I do need to eat something. Yeah, and then and then all of a sudden you're way too hungry. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing about the smells is that he's, like, this brilliant wine taster. How pissed would you be if you asked somebody what the smell, like, what does this wine taste like? And he was like, honey and hope? (laughs) Yeah. That's unnecessary. I I don't know. I mean, like. sound like bullshit. (laughs) But if somebody's like this one, you know, this tastes like home or this tastes like happiness. If somebody says this tastes like happiness, I want to taste it. You know. Well, what if they were like, this wine tastes like uh, tobacco smoke and people who want to quit their jobs. Oh, I'm most <laughs> they don't of want that. that. Um, 
Just kidding. Required nor approved by read-weep.com slash Amazon. Amazon, because this next purchase will fill a hole in your heart. I'm sure of it. Meanwhile, in Elizabethan England. Matthew, we made it to 1590. The time walking worked. Diana, you're so brave and strong and perfect and I love you and I'm a vampire. Oh, Matthew, you're so smart and British. Did you remember to bring your thermos full of blood? Oh, dear. I thought you had it. Now I'll be forced to drain this street urchin. Hello, governor. Shine your shoes. Wait, Matthew, uh, I'll just order a new blood thermos from read-weep.com slash Amazon. Diana, there's no Amazon 1590. There's nothing good in this time. Well, we've got the consumption we do. Don't be silly, Matthew. I'll just time walk back to the Amazon warehouse and grab some delivery people. Wait, don't. Crikey! No one said crikey until 1840. Zounds! Much better. Thank you, Governor. I'm back with Ted, my Amazon delivery person. Oh, dear. The 1590s. Golly! <clears throat> Barnacles! Close enough. Um, sir, here's that fresh thermos of blood. Oh, thank you. And <clears throat> the fleshlight you ordered. <clears throat> I, uh... That's the street urchins. Dang! Thanks, son! Not only have I saved my love from killing a street urchin, I've also supported my favorite podcast, Read It and Weep. You might have also altered the course of history. By giving one urchin a fleshlight? Now, governor, what happens if I... That was our time-traveling fleshlight. Whoops. Go to read-weep.com slash Amazon. Well, this version of reality still exists. All hail King Street Urchin. All All hail the fleshlight! What's the time? It's time to get Okay, here's what I want to know from you guys. Uh, I have a question for you all now. A couple questions for you. Uh, first of all, we haven't returned to this question in a little while, but it's an important thing driving the entirety of our podcast. Is it worse than Twilight? Uh, no. Compare and contrast no. the vampires in this or the story in this to the Twilight story. I was going to say, isn't he basically Jacob? Like, I've never read Twilight. I've heard you guys talk about it, so was Edward, right? He's like the combination of Jacob and Edward, because he's wolf and vampire. So she oh, just didn't want a love triangle. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of great, because all of these trilogies... Yeah, exactly. She doesn't know which is hotter. The fact that he's like a wolf, or the fact that he wants to drink her blood. I just... <laughs> oh. And I think she's more interesting than Bella, because, you know, she can do things. Yeah, she's like, got an education, you know, and she yeah. you know, she's a really powerful witch water, witch fire, witch... Yeah, yeah. one of her witch she superpowers just accidentally is crying from her arms. Water, yeah. Um, no, but, like, for the first half of the book, she doesn't do anything. She's just impressed that Matthew is rich and kind of French, right? No, Chris, she researches a paper for a really long time, and we get to know about it. Like, that's doing <laughs> stuff. Do you know how hard that is? I mean, it sounded complicated to me. I also, I mean, the education thing is is cool too because I like his education. Like, yeah, he, yeah. So as opposed, like, he is a leading genetic scientist. Edward hangs out in high school bio. Yeah, 
Like, yeah. why wouldn't you take advantage of the time? I really liked that. Like, if you were a vampire and you wanted to do good things, you should become the best scientist. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. You what? should learn a because lot of languages. There's no excuse not to. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, I guess, yeah. When it comes down to it, who would I rather be? I'd rather be Diana than Bella. There's no question. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and, and, um, and, I, and so I guess. And I like him better than Edward, certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's his name? Matthew. Matthew. Matthew yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rememberable character. <laughs> Twenty-four hours of your week. You should remember his name. Oh, I don't know. Well, she just um, keeps I- calling him my vampire. So, <laughs> I mean, as as term terms of endearment go, it's kind of on the nose, but cute. Yeah. yeah. And he just keeps calling her Moncur, which I don't know French, but Cur is a dog, right? <laughs> Uh, no, no. Well, yeah, in English it is. It, uh, uh, he's, it, it's my rapper. He's a rapper vampire. He's like, yeah, this is my bitch. Come with me. It's 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 heart, guys. It's like my heart. Uh, mm. I like mine better. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, I, similar to Twilight, I don't like that the vampires are decimating the bear population. You know, yeah, come on, guys. Beautiful creatures. <laughs> Lay off the bears. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. something there's too many. Like, deer is plenty of them, but beer, bears, I don't know. Yeah. Um, bear is delicious. You've eaten bear? Wait, no, you have to explain that. No, no, no. This is, this is a joke. I don't... <laughs> I haven't... I've never knowingly eaten bear, guys. I might have accidentally eaten bear on occasion. Yeah, one of, to my knowledge. One of those Taco Bell rep <laughs> meals, you know, you can never tell the meat. Maybe they threw some grizzly yeah. on, on those nachos. <laughs> It's like it's a you know on on some of the airlines I fly some of the options can be like mystery meat which I'm assuming is bear. Peanuts, Thanks pretzels, Delta. Bear. <laughs> um, what was I going to say though? Uh, I, I I will say this though the supporting cast I think is generally stronger uh, in Twilight. Um, yeah, you don't like the Mike- Scottish uh, demon guy who drinks whiskey and plays pool. He's he's all right. He's all right. Good accent, but terrible. The really character. old vampire. Oh yeah, that, that I love yeah, really old vampires. Kind okay. of entertaining the idea that you would turn someone who is super old Martin into okay, somebody who could live forever. Can you imagine if you're a vampire, you live forever, and you never rise above housemaid? I yeah, know. I feel like you need some high, like your high school guidance counselor, like did not give you the right guidance. Yeah, there situation. is a low yeah. vampire glass ceiling, and I, that makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I just um, like to but, think that maybe she's in love with Isabeau, and like it's more sort of that. Oh no, she's been friend zoned for like the last thousand <laughs> oh, years. Oh no, <laughs> zoned. Yeah, That's yeah, worse yeah, than yeah, friend. Yeah. No, no, I'll take care of this. Don't worry about it. You just go take a bath, okay? I love you, Isabeau. <laughs> I think of you mostly as just the help. <laughs> uh, so here's my other question. So she's basically got as a powerful witch. She has uh, every magical power ever thought of. Including witch mm-hmm. water, ich, and then uh, witch wind, also ich, and witch fire, witch fire. That's a really cool one, and then also like witch electricity from your fingers and time walking, and which is basically oh, just a mystic sounding thing for not just time, but you can travel in time and space. Yeah, wait, wait, but but she can see into the future. Now, what the? That makes me so angry because they're like, wow, her mom could see into the future. I'm like, her dad could time walk. He would just go into the future and then tell you exactly what was going to happen. Yeah. Very, Why can't we future, go back to the time cold. walking part? Like, oh, you can see the future. I can touch the future. Yeah. Well, I just, and, and 
man, her parents are stupid because, like, okay, so they could see the future and walk through time and place. The best solution they found, like, <laughs> was just to kill themselves. Let themselves die in Africa. Yeah, like get themselves killed in Africa. That was the best thing. And that was also bind her powers. Also, you can time walk maybe uh you know go visit your daughter in the future and say hi to her tell her that things are going to be okay give her the message directly instead of telling her bedtime stories 25 years ago that she'll hopefully remember yeah they're pretty much so so okay which is the stupider world this one or twilight this one (laughs) <laughs> Lisa instantly, no hesitation this I mean, one. Ever, the more I think about Twilight The angrier I am that Edward hung out in high school That is just so <laughs> Once you see the potential Yeah, exactly right I just That, as an idea, is just the stupidest Ugh. But at well, least he was only 100 years old I'm offended This vampire is 1500 what? years old Right Yeah. And also is 6 foot 5 really What? That, is he six five? He's six five. That would make you the giganticest human ever fifteen hundred years ago. Oh no, they explained this. They explained that when you get when you were reborn, you mutate because again, it's not like magic, how Bella got it's hotter. science. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apparently like the blood mixes with you and then you mutate to be tall. Yeah, still, fifteen hundred years like, ago. Isabel as a vampire, wasn't that tall. Hard to blend in at six five. <laughs> People were like yeah, what three seven back then? Yeah, roughly. Yeah, topping yeah. out at four foot. You, you're you're a gigantic human. Everywhere you go, people are gonna think you're two kids sitting on each other's shoulders wearing one coat. That's <laughs> that's your life. I mean, there is that, but like, doesn't that happen to Liam Neeson now? He is, <laughs> or CJ on top of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it was like Liam Neeson. Are you two kids sitting on each other's shoulders? <laughs> CJ, are you a vampire that's going to seduce a woman in 1500 years? Yeah, that's what's oh, happening, yeah. though. Oh my god, guys, the people who are six, seven, like, or like, or I guess seven foot tall now, those are vampires and they'll blend in in the future. Yeah, in the future, you're the oh. right height. <laughs> you're, you're just a, a smidge tall later on. Which, which, so, which do you prefer as like a group of three magical creatures? Like the, the dwar- witches. Dwarves, or not dwarves, uh, which is demons <laughs> and, uh, okay, how about this? What other, what three magical creatures would you prefer instead of this? Would you switch out a dwarf for the, uh, for the demons? No, uh, elves. What's wrong mummies? Yeah, I was going to go mummies also. <laughs> everyone's, everyone's hitting on mummies. No. Fairies. Six, five, wrapped in toilet paper. Of oh, course he is. Did berries or fairies? <laughs> but he has mystical powers where scarabs shoot out of his eyes. <laughs> And super seductive. They're like, you can't fall in love with that mummy witch. You're a different kind of a person. You're a witch, and he's decayed corpse. <laughs> he has a value pack of, of quilted uh, bounty. Yeah. yeah, your skin is so flaky and rotting. <laughs> um, Lisa, were you, did you want to switch in uh, fairies? Was that, yeah, was that fairies or elves. I like fairies and elves. Both of those things. In, why, in, can't, why do in, we always have to be so dark? And actually, fairies world, are scary. Are fairies just like a lady who has a flower growing out of her back? Or do you mean like Tinkerbell? No. No, I mean fairies like terrifying. Like the ones that can like fly and steal babies and stuff. Whoa. Like You, you whoa. hang out with some rough, rough, rough fairies, Lisa. <laughs> fairies from the wrong No, but like, you know, old school fairies. Old school fairies. The ones that 
with the changelings. Come on, guys. I like Shakespeare's fairies. fairies. I... Stealing babies. Oh, yeah, this is a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry to have doubted you. Uh, and one of the Yahoo answers, why do fairies steal human babies? And? What's the top answer? Well, I don't... Uh, well this is kind of sassy. It's called a changeling. Uh, a human child might be taken due to many factors. Act as a servant, or uh, the love of a human child, or just malice. <laughs> or just straight up malice. <laughs> Now it's time for the second half of our compliment sandwich. We're going to go in reverse order now. So we're going to... This is the last nice thing you'll ever have to say about a discovery of witches. I guess it's me, right? Yeah, it's me. So uh, I'm going to go first in the minor compliment. Uh, So here it is. Uh, At one point, they're describing his house, his I guess his chateau in France. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the main character ref- says this. She says, "It looks like the love child of a wedding cake and Gothic cathedral, which is a fun Ugh. love child." I yeah, really that's the right amount of sassy. The idea what, right disappointment made love to more disappointment. <laughs> no, that a Catholic cathedral like went against his parents' wishes and bedded a wedding cake. Yeah, I mean that's real love. <laughs> it's true. Well, you can tell it's it. out of wedlock. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, uh, Chris, are you not a fan of wedding cake? Uh, I'm not usually, because usually wedding cake is disappointing. Frequently disappointing. That is true of wedding cake. It's it's like I, above I, sheet it, cake and below real cake. Here's the weird thing. How could you consistently be disappointed by the same thing? It's like your expectations are still wrong. Well, there are so many different varieties, and uh, usually... The, the people involved with picking the cake are really excited about how delicious the cake is. Oh. But it's been sitting for so long that it just kind of, the flavors kind of, you know, squish together, you know, whatever. So your friends build up your, like, enthusiasm for the cake, and then it just dies again. That's right. And it's always so pretty, right? It really, exactly. truly I think is. That's a big part of it. I'm also an eternal optimist, you know? Like, I, I anytime I see a cake, I think it's going to be the best cake I've ever eaten. You're, you're an eternal cake to miss? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I always I always have room in my heart for some cake optimism and then constantly disappointed. <laughs> you smell like clover like you smell like cloves and cake hope. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like honey and I wish I could quit my job. <laughs> All right, uh continuing backwards. Ezra. I believe it's me. Yeah. Um I this this sort of informed me of a uh a secret desire I didn't know I had. Um which is uh, winning over a mean but classy French woman. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I think, like, so So a lot of this is just, like, fulfilling fantasies. Um, you know, like, like I guess, having having your uh, potential spouse, like, also be interested in the same research you're interested in. Did you um, just yawn mid-sentence when thinking about that? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just needed air. I forgot that I needed air to, to talk okay, sometimes. Okay, quite a quite a breath. That's all. Oh, well, you know. Um, also, you know, having a really good yoga class, I think, is another one of those fantasies. Making the perfect uh, meal for for uh, your paramour uh, based on in, in just really a lot of research. And the last one is oh, winning over 
his very mean, very classy uh, mother, so that you know she can't help but love you. I really like the idea of winning over any angry old people. I really like that moment where they're like softened to you a little bit, like when she rides the horse really well, and they're like, "All right, begrudging respect." Yeah, yeah. Well, I, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, you can know that you earned this, right? Yeah, you're I, not yeah. French, but I'll still like you. <laughs> I don't give this like away. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right, uh, Chris, what's your minor compliment? God, I'm torn. I've got a couple. Can I can I split one? One's quick and one's a little bit Definitely. more involved. Okay. Yeah. The first one is that near the end of the book, uh, to try and t- time travel back, um, she she gets this wedding ring from uh, Matthew's mom that is just beautiful and it's ancient and there's a huge ass diamond in it. And she goes, "This ring belongs in a museum." And I thought she was Indiana Jones for a second. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so do you. Yeah. And, and for a second, I just wished that it was Harrison Ford. But um, I would like that. Yeah. Good, the other one is that. Uh, being a witch, especially being a, a teenage-ish witch, seems like it's pretty hard. Like, what I mean by that is, uh, you know, in in college, she started out as a theater major. And the magic was just oh, yeah. helping her do everything preternaturally well. So when she had to play uh, the, the slutty character from Cat on a Hut Tin Roof, she just yeah. naturally became extra slutty. Oh, man, or like when that. she played Ophelia in Hamlet, her hair grew really, really long. She started spending a lot of time in your crazy. still bodies of water and just like started going crazy. And I would just think that like whatever you pick – She's she's going to try to chameleon her way into it, not just theater, but like if she becomes an architect, all of a sudden she's going to grow fancy looking glasses and a drafting table out of her waist. And she's going to build things. <laughs> yeah, because I'm an architect. I build. She actually says, I'm a historian. I solve puzzles. So I guess sometimes. That's not what a historian means. Not necessarily. Uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, okay. Man, I wish she had been in Glengarry Glen Ross. <laughs> She's she going around giving speeches about steak knives the whole time. Yeah, not in, not in the play, but good. good <coughs> you don't try. deserve the leads. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. I guess she'd have to be in the the movie adaptation the, of the play. Yeah. Also, the play also, you movie. can't do female uh, Glenn Gary Glenn Ross people. I mean, you can do it, but you're not. The estate won't let you change the pronouns, so he's got to still be a male character, and it's just weird. Whoa, you know a lot about this. Have well, you he really went tried to, to an all-female version. An all-female version of Glenn Gary Hamilton Glenn Ross? directors <laughs> who have tried to put on all-female casts of Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. One who tried to do it in college and decided they couldn't, and one who did do it, and it was just weird because they were just females playing males, not like, like dressed like women and acting like women, but then using male pronouns. And it was supposed to make you think about masculinity. <laughs> totally doesn't. It makes you think about how weird it is that this director made this decision. Huh. So, those are good to know. These are areas of my expertise. <laughs> I was really surprised I stumbled on yeah, that. I appreciate it. I don't know much about much. Yeah. Uh, well. All right. Uh, great. <laughs> all right, Lisa, <laughs> bring us home. What's the last nice thing you're going to say about this particular book? Um. Well, there's this moment at the end where the two demons come out of nowhere because they didn't talk about demons enough, so she decided to introduce them at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guy named Nathaniel... I think his name was Nathaniel, um, like, needs to protect his wife's baby, who's a witch, even though they're both... It doesn't matter. He gets sworn into Matthew's secret order um, of the Knights of whatever, yeah. Lazarus. Yep. And, just and for showing like, up, he gets all, a participation award. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically, he just comes up, and they're like, we'll make you a knight. And um, 
like all of the vampires are really pissed off because they're like, what's he gonna do? And I just thought it was so cute because he's like, I'm gonna fight with these. And he shows his fingers and wiggles them. Yeah. And I was just like, that is one of the funniest things that could mean so many different things. Yeah. And then apparently it means that he's a hacker. Yeah, yeah. He was like, saying I he's, guess he's it means he's a hacker, hacker, but it's just, but it was just really amusing. But he's like, <laughs> I'm going to fight with these and he just jazz hands. <laughs> yeah. Sir Nathaniel the Tickler. <laughs> Guys, I'm going to put it out there for a second. If If you just joined an army... And you say, I'm going to fight with these. This is not the way you instill confidence in your fellow, I guess, soldiers. <laughs> yeah. You want somebody who's going to drag you out of the shit with your legs shot off or yeah. something, right? <laughs> Using these. <laughs> I also, I normally am sympathetic to the argument that modern warfare is different than ancient warfare. And things have changed and there's a lot of hacking involved, probably, in certain kinds of modern warfare. Probably not vampire versus witch, though. None of them are like, oh, no, you deleted all of my favorite screensavers. <laughs> you hack their bank accounts and take all their money. Yeah, they're witches. <laughs> They'll figure out a way to get that money back. Couldn't you also just magic the money out of their bank account, like out of the magic safe drawer or whatever? Like just, ooh, and then yeah. now it's over there. Time walk to I, I the time she made guys. a deposit and just punch her in the face and grab that money. <laughs> yeah. With these... This is- all right that that's it uh that is it for our show everybody thank you so much for joining us we are going to be back again (laughs) next week next week is the release of our live show uh we had a great time in new york we really appreciate all of you coming out and uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's a very good episode uh, where we talked about Samuel L. Jackson. I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, so that'll come. The recording of that will be out next week. Um, if you have any feedback for us, as always, go to read-sweep.com slash contact or send us an email podcast at read-sweep.com. Or there's a, always a lively and fun discussion on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash read and weep. All of those are great places to go. Thank you so much, as always, for being here. Chris and Ez. Of course. Of course. Uh, and Lisa, normally uh, with guests that have like blogs and things we mention them here, do you have something that uh, maybe you're not responsible for but you think is terrific out on the internet that people should check out? Oh, no, but I, I do appreciate vocabulary. So, you know, just go study your words. <laughs> it would just make you feel better knowing that someone else has learned a word. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So, well, yeah. So go use oubliette. Go use oubliette in... <laughs> Yeah, that's a, yeah. yeah. Your challenge guys, is to work oubliette into a conversation at some point. Post your new vocab word, guys, on the Facebook page. Yeah, go for it. I'll forward them along to Lisa, because I certainly don't give a shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, better yourself. You deserve it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's it. We will be back again next week. Goodbye, everybody. Psh-